0: Have you ever heard the sound of freedom? Freedom, freedom? freedom, freedom, Have you ever heard the sound of freedom? Freedom, freedom. You're listening to The Flip Side with Noah Philippiak, connecting the reality of the gospel to the grid of life. You can support the podcast and pick up some sweet Flipside swag at www.patreon.com slash Philippia. What up, y'all? What up, Flipaponami? Welcome to episode 62, Six, two, 62 big ones, 62 episodes of the Flipside side. A big month march march can be a big month for the flip side 2022 we are going to try many new things many new things and i'm going to need your help so we're going to effort to do a weekly episode a weekly real episode big episode long episode the long form you know i'm doing 5 5 minute flips those will continue to come periodically But uh, every Thursday, tune in, subscribe. We're trying to be like a real podcast and give you an episode on the same day of the week. Every Thursday for the month of March, I'm going to try to give you an episode. Just see how it goes. Soon and very soon, we're going to see the king. And soon and very soon, I'm going to dabble in... In video, dabble in video podcasting, dabble in being a YouTube sensation. And so, I'm not going to do that this episode. I'm waiting. I'm going to wait to try that out when I'm interviewing somebody or when I have a co host. I feel like just looking at me talking is not the best way to launch. The attempt of YouTube uh, video podcasting. So, what you can do, for those of you that use YouTube, which is more and more of you, go to youtube.com slash Noah Philippiak, and you'll find my page. You can subscribe, and you'll see Flipside on there. Those are just audio. Those, those are automatically posted via Podbean. But soon and very soon, this month, Gonna start experimenting with video podcasts. And so you'll still subscribe, listen to the audio. But for those of you that want to watch on video, you can do that via YouTube. There are going to be a few increased expenses in doing a weekly podcast and a a YouTube uh, doing video. Video editing, using new software, new podcasting software, new fandangled software. So... I will remind you of my Patreon page if you want to show some love, show some support to the podcast, patreon.com slash Noah where you can indeed get some sweet flipside side swag uh, while you're at it. And so also a reminder, I uh, my church plant you know about, planting Mosaic Church in the city of Grand Rapids. And intentionally part-time at the church, intentionally part-time with this dream, maybe a delusion that I can make a part-time salary uh, doing writing and podcasting and blogging. So your support is really helpful in that. It allows me to, with a church plant uh, in a city environment, allows me to not burden the church with a full-time salary, and also allows us to free up some budget to hire some much-needed staff and multi-ethnic staff. So, patreon.com slash Noah Flipiak. You're really saving the world, Uh, and you get some free Flipside swag. Also, shout-out, thank you to Angry Brew for supporting the Flipside. That's another way you can support the podcast. Head to angrybrew.com or fivelakes.com and pick up a bag of Chris's Blend or Angry Brew, Uh, Coffee with a punch, love it, love that tagline, and uh, use promo code FLIP, and you will get 10% off your coffee, and in doing so, we will get some credit, yeah, for your purchase, uh, which Encourages Angry Brew to continue supporting us. Also picked up a new sponsor this month. Really happy to have Covenant Eyes on board in an official context. You know, I talk about Covenant Eyes a lot. I just did a blog post on porn addiction. So if you want to read that, head over to my blog. I think you know where to find that. It is just my name.com. Uh, And yeah, just talked about porn addiction and talked about, and and, uh, also episode 60 of this podcast, I started my story. So episode 60 was my story as it relates to sex and porn. Today, episode 62, I'm going to be talking about my story as it relates to depression, and we're going to get to that shortly. But uh, the blog post I just did, it's just about this kind of tension. Sometimes I hear people say, well, I don't want to use Covenant Eyes. I don't want to use accountability software because I want to work on the root. I want. I want to. I want to get rid of the desire for porn. And isn't that what your book does? Beyond the battle is meant to do that. Yeah, it is. It is. It's meant to get you to a place where you're on a path where you lose your desire for porn and you lose your desire for lust. And so I do an, an article. I'll let you read it. Just about how important it still is to block out the access points. To block out the access points to porn while you're working on the deep root solution. So, you can go to covenanteyes.com, use promo code beyond and you'll get your first month free. You literally have nothing to lose. It's a free 30 days. You're helping out the podcast again uh, as you using my affiliate code as Covenant Eyes is now sponsoring the show. And and for real, you have nothing to lose. If you have any hesitancy about using Covenant Eyes, uh, yeah, read that article. I just really wrote it to try to encourage men and women. You need, you need, you need it, particularly if you have a background of porn addiction, uh, as I do, or, you know, if you're someone who's looking at porn, if you're looking at lustful images on your social media account, and you know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about lusting over lustful images and the, the whole acting out that that goes with. Uh man, you you you've got to stop trying to do it on your own and get get some accountability relationships and block out those access points. So Covenant Eyes is not necessarily a filter, though it can do that. But it detects what's on your screen. It's going to send that uh, send those images uh, to your your people. Sends them to my wife, and uh, they'll be blurred out. And just such a needed help. So Covenant Promo code BEYOND will get you your first month free, beyond like in Beyond the Battle. So so highly encourage you, and big shout out, thanks to Covenant Eyes for jumping on board to support the flip side. So hey, we're going to talk about depression today, and I honestly (laughs) am not 100% sure where this is going to go, what direction it's going to go in, because depression, my depression, it's just such a, oh, such a topic it's such a it's such a slippery gigantic sort of thing I want to say a couple things first uh, number one I am not a counselor. I'm not a licensed counselor. I mean, I I counsel, but I'm saying I'm not a licensed counselor. I did not go to school to be a counselor. Took a couple of electives. That doesn't count. (laughs) Uh, I'm not a psychologist. I don't do this for my living. I'm not doing this episode to try to diagnose your depression or really even to treat your depression. I'm doing this episode because it's part two of my story. Uh, Part one was episode 60. Sex and Pornography, check it out. Uh, this is episode, this is part two of my story and then I'm going to share part three and there's only going to be three that I, sh- this kind of like three chunked out story of, my, of me. Uh, part three is going to be on racial justice. How did, a, how did a, a white dude who grew up in the suburbs become super passionate about racial justice? justice. So we'll do that soon. We'll do that this month. But today we're going to talk about depression. This could be a super short episode. I'm not sure. It could be super long. Anytime I ever say, uh, if you've listened to the podcast long enough, I will get on and say, hey, it's going to be a short one today. And then it ends up being an hour and a half. Or two hours, not short at all, and so there will be a Noah's rant today. So if you're thinking I don't want to listen to a podcast about depression, that's depressing. Uh, we'll do something fun and happy at the end. Noah's rant will—I uh, can't promise it will make you laugh, but you can at least make fun of me uh, for being an idiot. Uh, and Noah's rant. So here we go for P- depression. Woo! Let me say a couple things. Um, you would never have pegged me growing up, and you know, as a kid, high school college as somebody who would struggle with depression and at the time i didn't and i've heard stats i just read an article recently i don't remember the exact age but the onset of depression coming on in your 20s is is average like that's pretty normal so if you're somebody that's dealt with depression in various forms and let me say this too there's different uh, intensity levels of depression there's mild depression there's there's uh there's you know serious Again, I don't have all the terms for it, but there's these these traumatic depressive episodes uh, that are that are debilitating. There, there within depression, there's there's different diagnoses, bipolar, uh, etc. You know, um, so just know that when we say the word depression, it can mean a lot of things. It can mean seasonal affective disorder, which is you get sad in uh, the winter time because it's. It's sad. Like there's no sun and it's cold and cloudy, especially if you live in Michigan. But uh, the onset of depression in your 20s, that's pretty normal. And that's what happened to me. And I don't know. I don't know why that is. I can guess. I think for for me and for, for some that I've talked to, you you hit your 20s, you hit adult life. And there's a lot of things can happen. For, for some, you have these dreams and your dreams don't come true and crash. And, and your system is trying to cope with that. Uh, For for others, you know, I mean, school is for as much as we we say we hate school as students and even in college, we're griping about research papers and and exams. Man, it's a really controlled environment, you know, and and the stress is real in college for sure. And as a kid, you're dealing with real stress if you're dealing with traumatic stuff at home and, and whatnot. But ultimately, your your job, your role in life is to go to school. It's to go to school. It's to get grades, you know, try to get good grades. It's a pretty controlled environment. And so you get out of school, whether you're 18 and you're, you don't go to college and you jump into the workforce or you go to college, you do some college or whatever it might be. Um, maybe you jump into the military after high school. And, uh, but once you're, you're into the adult life, your adult world, out of school, done with that controlled, structured environment – Whoa! The world can feel really, really disorienting. And that's why tons of people just turn to partying, you know, drinking, casual sex, drinking as in uh, abusing alcohol, you know, getting drunk on a regular basis, substance abuse, pornography, pornography addiction. Oh man, video game addiction, cell phone addiction. <laughs> I you just go down the line. Food addiction because we're so disoriented in this gigantic world. And I, I think we realize we are really just a small fish in a big, big, big pond, in a really big ocean. And there's really scary sharks all around if you're you know you're in high school and, and and you have your different social circles you maybe you were the jock uh, star of the you know sports team nobody really cares about that when you're out when you're out uh you know and you're out in the real world and and you might have just been an average high schooler but you had your circle of friends you had your little kind of spheres of influence that you 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 held importance in and now you're out in the real world and nobody cares about that you're trying to get a job you get a job you hate your job you hate your boss uh, you're, you know, you're just stressed out. You're, you're, you're. Anyway, depression just comes in and it fills all of these voids. If you do go the route of numbing, the the route of, you know, the the philosophical term would be hedonism. This, I'm just gonna live for pleasure. Oh man, depression's gonna be all over that, right? Because you're. You you feel so high when you're partying, or you know you turn to porn and you feel so high, or you turn to casual sex, and you know maybe you feel so high, but it it's just a cycle, and this cycle bottoms out, and and you feel super empty, and you feel super depressed because you realize, wow, there's nothing to this. There's no there's no actual substance to this. And then, so there's the depression, and then you need more numbing. You need to numb it more. And so, you know, you go get some more marijuana, or you go get some more booze, or you know, you whatever, whatever it is. Uh, so, but it's different, it's different for everybody. And for some, it's just, it's just normal. You just, it's just normal. I mean, for me, my depression first came on, it was in my, you know, early to mid-20s. I had planted this, my first church, and I really just felt like I had the weight of the world on my shoulders and i didn't have ways of processing that i didn't have ways of coping that with that and let me say this too about depression uh sometimes you can go to counseling and you can kind of get fixed it's great you know you gotta you're gonna learn new ways of thinking you, you you learn new processes new channels for your brain you know you retrain your brain on how to process reality. You look at your, your thinking that's distorted. So you're seeing things. Let's say think picture if you had glasses on that were that were bent funny, like you were looking through a Coke bottle. Everything looks distorted. And so you, you you train, you get trained by a professional of like, yo, that's not actually how things are. You're 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 perceiving things that way. That's not how things are. And when you can begin to see things how they really are, things become clear and, and you can, you know, oh, that's awesome. Um Sometimes that's just a short-term counseling, you know, that's needed. Other times, uh, we might hit a traumatic event, uh, so a loved one dies. Uh, other other traumatic events, just just reality being being shattered before you, and those are real traumatic events that can bring on. Depression, and that could be in relationship to relationships, right? So you think you're going to marry this person, and then they they leave you, or you're you're in a marriage that's that's tanking, and you you just can't handle it and cope with it, or maybe your spouse leaves you, or maybe you're, you you um, there, there there's all these sort of circumstances that can bring on depression, and so for me the first time around it was this feeling of the weight of the world on my shoulders, and counseling helped me a ton. I I did go on depression medicine and I would say it was temporary. It was enough to get my head above the water. Sometimes you need the depression medicine so that your symptoms, the symptoms of your body can be relieved enough for you to be able to do the therapy so that you can do the therapy thinking you're, you know, you're not so bogged down with this wet blanket of depression that you can get your head above water. You can actually hear what the counselor's saying, and you know, relearn and 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 process things. Let me pause here too, as I'm like I said, I don't know what direction this is going in, but the before I I, I before we get too far into this episode, I wanna I wanna pause my train of thought and be really clear on why I'm even doing this episode. So this is what I meant to say at the beginning. And I and I want to I'm not I'm not trying to diagnose you solve you. What I'm saying is this. If you are depressed, first of all, just admit it. <laughs> just admit it. I'm depressed. And I want you to know that's okay i'm depressed too people look at me and they say how could you be depressed noah you know you have all these things that that you you know look at all these fans these these smiling pictures on facebook of of your wife and your children and you have your church plant and your book and whatever you have the flip side podcast i mean come on how what more could anyone want in life how could you be depressed i uh, just know that that there's lots of people around you that are struggling with depression and you can't always see it on the surface and that it's okay and it's normal if you're struggling with depression. Excuse me. It does not mean you committed a sin. It does not mean God hates you. It does not mean you're a bad Christian. Uh, There's lots of kind of archaic, archaic Christian thought about depression that hopefully is getting phased out, but we need to address some of it here. Uh, you, You your sin, it's, first, you, you, it, your your depression is not sin. Uh, you, You're not, <laughs> you can't just pray away your depression. You should pray uh, through your depression. You should pray about your depression. You should ask people to pray for you. Absolutely. But it's not this, hey, uh, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, buck up, get yourself out of it. Here's some Bible verses to read. You know, read these Bible verses about joy and be joyful and stop being so depressed. Uh, those, those, those all come from people that don't know what it feels like to struggle with depression. So um, what I want to tell you is talk to people. You have to talk to people if you're struggling with depression. Get, we got to get rid of the stigma. Uh, there's, there's not stigma around depression. God loves you. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. Your friends Will and ought to love you, love you, love you. If they're truly friends and people of love, Uh, there don't ever let Satan tell you that you have to carry this alone. That's the most. That's the main reason that I try to talk about depression. On the flip side, it's so you, as a listener who's struggling, and Satan's whispering in your ear: "You're all alone. You're messed up. You're you're something wrong with you. You're the only one that struggles with this. Like you're such a screw up." Those are all lies you're not alone. Tons of people struggle with this. I struggle with it. And, but, but the, what you have to do is not try to do it alone. Don't think I'm strong enough. And this is another Christian thing. You know, yeah. Memorize these Bible verses, pray, uh, pray it away, have more faith, go to church more. It's like you're do so you can do it all on your own, on your own strength. And I don't, I don't need to talk to anybody about it. I don't need to talk to my closest friends. I don't need to talk to my pastor. I don't need to talk to a counselor because I'm strong Christian man or strong Christian woman and I can pull myself out of this. No, you can't. Stop it. You can't. The, the depression breeds, it breeds from isolation. You, when you're isolated, that is the breeding ground for depression. So the solution, part of the solution is to not isolate yourself. To have really healthy community, have a healthy social life, have healthy habits, be in healthy community, both, you know, spiritual Christian community where you where yeah, you're doing discipleship together, where you're playing games together, you're having fun together. Be in healthy community, be in a relationship with a counselor. One of the greatest things about counseling, first of all, the Bible talks a lot about counseling. Seek counsel. you could find uh, two handfuls of proverbs that say you know the wise person seeks counsel and the fool doesn't. <laughs> I mean seeking counsel is just saying, hey I need some help I can't do it all on my own. I'm not the best at everything. I need assistance. sometimes I need help uh, you know to work on my my deck. Cause I'm not good at woodworking. I need I need assistance. I'm not the best at woodworking. I'm not the best at everything. It's okay to say I need help. I need counsel. I, you know, it, it, that's the same. It's so essential for depression that we we seek help. We get counsel. We talk to people. Depression. When it just stays in our mind, it just festers there. And we are believing a bunch of distorted thoughts. I mean, we are. And it's not to shame us. It's just to say, wow, I got to get these thoughts out of my head and seek wise counsel. So uh, the main reason that I'm doing this episode on depression, because I want you to know you are not alone. Don't try to do this alone. Let's break the stigma. Let's talk about depression. Uh, let's, Let's break it. And, and, and if it helps you to point to, to me, Noah and say, Hey, he struggles with it, you know, I, I get, and he's talking about it. Look, and he's, he's too, he survived. He's still alive and he's, you know, he's still a whole person. I mean, I can talk about it too. I'm not saying you have to, you have to talk about it on a podcast or on your Facebook page. I mean, you can, I know some of my friends who do, and it's really helpful to them, but man. Talk to somebody about it. Talk to people about it. Pray and ask God, who should I talk to about this? Um, take take a, Go out to lunch with a friend. Go out to coffee with a friend and just say, hey, I need to talk to somebody about this. Another thing, don't be afraid of taking medicine. I'm on medicine right now. So I'll jump back kind of into my story a little bit. I was on meds for a while, church planting. Um, counseling helped a lot. Cognitive behavioral therapy helped a lot. Um, just coming to grips with some realities that... Uh, you know, and I I honestly won't won't get into all of it here, but it just, it just helped a lot, and and i f- kind of felt like I had I had beat depression, I had kicked I had kicked it, and uh, this next part I want to just bear with me. It's gonna be some some awkward pauses and delays that I'm not gonna edit out, because and the reason is, you know me if you listen and you I'm am super transparent, right? And uh and there's settings with a counselor, particularly I have other I have an accountability I have accountability, you know. Group uh, uh, that I that I meet with on Zoom regularly. I've got a group of guys that I email my stuff to. Just my my bare bones, raw, raw, raw. You know, uh, struggles, temptations. I talk about my depression stuff, uh, any sexual temptations that come my way. So there's spaces that I'm super, super, just transparent and raw. We need those spaces uh, b- with depression, and um, I'll just say this: there's certain things. Yeah, there's just certain things I can't share. I just don't say that. There's certain things I can't share. I don't need to tell you why. There's just certain things I can't share. So I'm so I'm gonna be a little vague at times. But man, let me say this: whoo! If you follow the podcast, uh, you can go back. There's one I did on how an uh, you know urban. I forget what I titled it as, and I don't remember the episode. I'll see. <laughs> I'll see if I can find it. I'll see if I can find it. But. Um, it was basically when I moved, when I moved to Middleville, when I moved to Middleville. And I so I live in this little town, this little country town, 30, 25, 30 minutes South of Grand Rapids. And it, the, the podcast episode was something like how an urban, you know, urban multi-ethnic church planter, uh, ended up in kind of this small rural town, Middleville. And so you could go back and listen to that. And, um, and I was, I was transitioning into a job working a young adult ministry at a, a very large church. And, you know, I, you know, I've shared some of that story then when I said, okay, there's another podcast I did that you can go find. It's like, okay, then, then how did I end up planting a church again in the inner city um, doing multi-ethnic ministry? But guess what? I still live in Middleville. My wife's job's here. Uh, she lives two minutes from her school. She's a teacher and our kids go to school with her. And very, very rooted here. And so there's, you know, there's some, um, there's just things with, that God is doing that uh, are challenging to me feeling like an integrated person right now. Uh, so my heart is in the city, my heart is in urban ministry, it's in multi ethnic racial justice ministry. And where I live, uh, it's a barrier to that it's tough it's a real real barrier to that um but guess what i'm called to love my wife i'm called to the that her job and her calling are just as important as mine are and you know within that this well it's been what is this March 22 uh yeah it's been three years of tumultuous career transitions and and moving and kind of temporary stops along the way and I and frankly I feel really really good and settled um, planting mosaic and being back and we'll talk about that more in part three of my story about racial justice but um, it's episode 15 if you're interested <laughs> I just found it August 23rd 2019. And it is sort of funny to look at your journey and first of all, go, man, that was two and a half years ago. I remember recording that I was living at my in-law's house. We lived in my in-law's house for two months and that was tough. That was probably the onset of my depression. So back to this topic, (laughs) back to this episode, uh, depression really began for me when I moved back to Grand Rapids, um, and, you know, initially it was, man, I'm living at my in-laws and and they're great. They're fantastic. Uh, you know, we had a great relationship. It was just tough. All our stuff was in boxes. We were living in the basement. Uh, it was just tough. You just had, you know, it was just a lot of, a lot of, uh, not not chaos, but I mean, it felt that way. Like the boxes everywhere. I mean, literally trying to walk through the basement to get to where I slept. <laughs> it was Like you're weaving through a foot and a half, you know, of... of a path of between the boxes and just, you know, not a lot of, you didn't, didn't really have per, I, private personal space and all that kind of stuff. So, um, oh man, again, yeah, just, just know that depression is real. And, and so, um, I can look back over these three years and I see God's hand, I see him moving. Um, I mean, you know what I love? Um, there's, might, if you if you see the semicolon, the semicolon sign, um, semicolon and grammar, you know like uh, not a colon, semicolon, dot with a period. On, uh, sorry, I said that wrong. A dot with a comma underneath it. Man, I love that. Uh, a couple of friends of mine, husband and wife, they just got that tattooed uh, on their on their wrist, and I've seen others, uh, that, you know, posting that the same tattoo on their wrist. And what is a semicolon? What's it mean? In grammar, it means the sentence is not over, so it's a pause. It's a stopping point, but it's not done. It's not a period. And I can tell you this. I can tell you this. I'm gonna. I'm gonna try to be general here. Uh, I can tell you this. I've never in my life, um, up until 2020, I've never in my life uh, could understand. I could never understand why somebody would take their own life. So now we're talking about a whole other level of depression, right? Not everybody that has depression has suicidal thoughts or suicidal ideation or making plans for suicide. Not everybody does, but certainly uh, they're linked. Certainly suicide is the 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 final end uh of 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 severe of a severe bout with depression um and so the semicolon it's a reminder that this too shall pass this too shall pass you might hear that line as well this too shall pass that you're going through something and when you want to kill yourself or when you want to die. Those are two different things. Well, you know, you might pray to God, I wanna die. Like Elijah did that. Elijah, this was, um, oh, I'm now I'm, I'm riffing here. So I, 1 Kings 19, right? 1 Kings 18 was the the altar of Baal. Monumental victory for that dude. You never, ever, ever would have pegged Elijah as a dude who struggles with depression because he just conquered all these prophets of Baal. And he put them to shame, and God's glory. I mean, I'd I'd like it if if I saw fire come down from heaven and, you know, <laughs> consume this this altar I had made and filled with water, and just this colossal victory that this dude experiences. And then the very next chapter, I mean, literally the next day, uh, old old Jezebel, she she wants to, uh, here I got it. It's, it is First Kings 19. Yeah, Bible memory knowledge. 1 <laughs> uh, Kings 19, Jezebel sends a messenger to Elijah. May the gods deal with me, be it ever so severely. <laughs> if by this time tomorrow, I do not make your life like that of one of them, one of the prophets that were killed by the sword. So verse three, you'd think Elijah would be like, "Oh snap, Chica. Uh, God just, you know, slaughtered these 500 prophets of Baal. He's gonna do the same to you. What are you, you're just one person. No, verse three, Elijah was afraid and ran for his life. <laughs> Bro, so uh, while he himself went a, a day's journey into the wilderness, you know, wilderness let me just say this wilderness can be good solitude is good but i'm not sure wilderness is the best place to go when you're really depressed <laughs> honestly uh, you should when i'm really depressed you know what i really need community i need to be around some friends i need to i need to play some board games i need to play some poker I need to I need to have a friend over that is that is what I need that is what I need so Elijah goes into the wilderness might not be the best place to go comes to a broom bush this is verse 4 sat down under it prayed that he might die and and I say this a little bit lightly because you know I got to Um, I've been there I have been there I have been there I have been there and it is not in my distant past you know, uh, it's easy to talk about the porn I looked at in the first three years of my marriage because I've been married 17 years, 17 and a half years, uh, almost 18. That's crazy. I am so old. Oh, my goodness. 18 years of marriage. Are you serious? 18 years. That's crazy. I'm going <laughs> woo. okay. Okay back to the back to the podcast so i know what it feels like to want to die i've never known that i've never known when people die by suicide and we say that by the way we do not say commit suicide because we say die by suicide cuz suicide is is an extension of the illness of depression. And people die from illnesses. The illness of cancer kills people. And the illness of depression can kill people. And that's why people die by cancer. They die by depression, suicide. And we can prevent death by suicide we can prevent it and i hope this episode helps with some of that if you know somebody that you think is depressed i (laughs) i'm I'm, i don't know i could be wrong on this i can say what i want because i'm not a licensed counselor right so take it with a grain of salt i think you you've got to be intentional about but about bugging that person i got people that bug me it annoys me sometimes because they know that i'm struggling with depression i'm like bro why are you bugging me? <laughs> and then when I'm when I'm wallowing in my misery and I'm in the wilderness and I'm going, nobody loves me. <laughs> nobody cares. <laughs> I think about these friends of mine that bug me. I'm like, oh, they do. They they care. They love me. Because they bug me. They when I mean bug me, they call me. They want to get together. They text me. And I don't always feel like it. I'm depressed. I don't want to sit with you and talk to you. Sometimes about all the same things I already talked to my counselor about. But those those efforts, those texts, those phone calls, those voicemails, those Marco Polos, yeah. I love Marco Polo, by the way. Um, and they, they add up. They add up and you go, yeah, oh, there's people that care about me. And I, I just, so I think if you got friends that you know are depressed or you just might suspect it, you're just picking up, they're not acting like themselves and they're being really reclusive. Just bug them. Just keep bugging them. I got somebody in mind. I'm going to bug after this. Honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm been sensing this prompting from God and I, it's a risk. I don't know. I'm just going to bug them. I'm going to call them. I'm going <laughs> to, Yeah. I don't want to get into that situation, but just pray for that person, will you? I'd really appreciate that. They're going through some stuff, and man, I just see these really self-defeating behaviors. They are self-destructing themselves, <laughs> and we're trying trying to get traction, you know, and I can just see how depression is just bogging them down, and I'm going to take a risk and try to, try to walk with them, try to walk with them and be an advocate. I'm going to be an advocate for them. Um, and, and helping them with a really specific need right now. So just pray for that. I'm, I'm going to follow a, a prompting from God that I, you know, I don't know how it's going to turn out, but I, I think we got to advocate. We have to, we have to press in to our friends and loved ones um, that are trying to, that are trying to isolate themselves. But I'm telling you uh, now, I understand. I I understand when people die by suicide, when people attempt suicide, uh, when people want to die,, because uh, I've been there. I, I have not just so you know I've not attempted suicide. I have not um I've not even made plans or you know thought about it tangibly. But I know this feeling of Elijah. I know this feeling of wanting to die because you feel so stuck. You feel literally like there's no, there's no path out. There's no way. there's no there's nothing that will solve this. And that's why I love the semicolon, because it says, yo, it feels that way. Pause. It's the end of this phrase. It feels like it's the end, but it's not the end. It's a semicolon. It's not a period. It's a semicolon. It's not the end of the sentence. It's not the end of the paragraph. It's not the end of the story. And guess what? This isn't your first semicolon. You've been through these before. Look back at the rest of this page. Look back at the pages that led up to this. Semicolon after semicolon after semicolon where you thought it was the end and you made it through. You made it through. Sometimes it takes some days or some weeks, but you made it through. It's not the end. So don't believe the lie that it's the end. It's not the end. Semicolon. Love it. And I'll say this too. I I appreciated, you know, this this teaching I heard on suicide in a church setting. But now that, like I said, I can relate more to what it feels like. Um, I think we were, I think the teaching was going at it wrong. So the teaching was saying things that are really true and helpful, like, "Hey, you're really loved. You're really loved." And you know, if you if you died by suicide. There's people that would really miss you. We would really miss you. I would really miss you. And when you're in that really low point in the I mean just I don't know, something else takes over, right? It's your biochemistry takes over. You're 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 not making clear-headed decisions anymore. Uh, you know, you know, people will miss you. That's, you know, that I think, I mean, at least for me, like, I, I don't know, maybe some people really, really don't know that. And yeah, you, you need to be told that. But the feeling is more, it's not about that. It's, it's, I literally can't do this. My, I physiologically can't do this. Like, it's so, I am I just physically par- paralyzed, mentally paralyzed. I can't do this. So the thought of taking your life, it's more of like a l- saying like again. See? Come on, flip side. I have a sign in front of me that says the word like with a red X through it. So I will tell you this. Let me get on a tangent here as I get in this really dark stuff about suicide. Uh, lighthearted tangent. I... I have little man syndrome for podcasts. Absolutely, <laughs> little man syndromes, uh, like the the five foot five guy trying to play, you know, basketball, and he's got to he's got to prove himself that he's as good as the six four guy. Um, I hear, I listen to podcasts, and I hear these really well listened to podcasts, and the host says like all the time, and I go, "It's, it, bro." Sis. Sis does not have the same. Sis does not come off the tongue like bro does. Bro. (laughs) What? You're saying like all the time. You sound like a middle schooler. All right. That's a Noah's rant. That's a Noah's rant of days gone by. Oh, that's what I'd like. I could rant on that every episode. The word like. Oh, it is the coronavirus of the English language with no vaccine no vaccine in sight the flip side is the vaccine the flip side is the vaccine to the word like in the english language the coronavirus all right <clears throat> when you're when you're in that state it's not a matter of thinking nobody loves me it could be but i'm just speaking for myself it's a I, I just can't get through this. And that's what I love about the message of this too shall pass. Cause you can, li- there's literal logic, rational logic where you go, well, yeah, that's true. I felt like this before and I did make it through. Semicolon, this isn't the end. It feels like the end, but it's not the end. You're you're seeing through the Coke bottle, the glass Coke bottle and you're it, it looks like the end. But it's not actually the end. You're seeing things very distorted. So I think that message is more helpful. Uh, hey, this too shall pass. Not in a whimsical, flippant way, but in a, hey, in a, give it a day. Give it a, a few hours, you know. Uh, this too shall pass. And there's a lot of work to be done if you're in that place. Let me say that. There's a lot of work to be done. I mean, counseling, community. Prayer, relationship with Jesus, meditating on how much He loves you and your worth in Him, and and how He's overcome the world. Yeah, even the craziness, man. You know the the Russian attack of Ukraine, the war, and 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 if you're a black person in America, every time you know Trayvon Martin's ten year anniversary was a couple days ago of his murder, and Amir Locke's Murder a few weeks ago. You, every time these things come up, it's triggering. It's traumatic, and you you literally go. I mean, COVID, Corona, you know, coronavirus stuff. You're just like, this world. I can't live in this world. This world is shit. And, and there, there are. There's work we have to do to remember the goodness of God in the midst of hell. I mean, yeah. You know, there, there's a lot of heaven on earth. Praise God for his kingdom that is that is invading this earth. <laughs> his kingdom that is taking ground and taking over. But there's a lot of hell on earth too. And, and it's really easy to get bogged down in it, both on the local level in our own life and on the global scale when we just think of the suffering in the world. And so there's work to be done to remember that God, God is bigger than all of these things, and there is an ultimate hope we have in Him. And I think of the slaves in America and the brutal oppression, the brutal evil of of slavery, and there is there is no there is no sugarcoating the evil of slavery. There is no silver lining. Listen though to the African spirituals the negro spirituals i should say um they're called the negro spirituals and they're songs sung by slaves just oh i can't read the cross and the lynching tree by james cone oh man it'll change your theology of suffering we let me tell you this I, I'll just say this as a blanket statement. I'm not throwing anybody individually under the bus. I've, I've done sermons on suffering. It's important to talk about, you know, you're a white pastor, you're a white author. I'm not telling you not to talk about suffering because it's important that you talk about it to the people in your sphere of influence. But, okay, I said my preface now for my my provocative statement. We really need to stop looking to affluent white men to shape our theologies of suffering. We really need to stop that. We, we need to stop making those books the bestsellers. Oh, man. Uh, James Cone, black theologian, uh, the cross and the lynching tree. And let me tell you, I don't care if you don't agree with all of James Cone's theology on every little thing. I don't care. Would you let him lead you in a the theology of suffering, whew, it's extreme. It's a very different approach to suffering uh, than this very Western, very American, very middle upper class, very white, white privileged uh, view of suffering. Look, and we suffer too. I'm not diminishing your suffering if you're white. I'm not diminishing your suffering if you're white and and middle class and well off. There is suffering but our approach to suffering our theology of suffering it's again it's going to be awkward awkward pauses on this podcast episode because this is big stuff this is big stuff can you imagine Can you imagine if you're listening to this and and you're black? Um, I you may want to just skip forward. I don't. <coughs> this might, I don't know. This might be traumatic to hear, and I apologize. Um, but I, I'm really I'm saying this. I guess I guess to be honest, I'm saying this to myself. I'm saying this into white listeners. Can you imagine? I can't I don't I don't want to get into it all. I don't want to talk about how awful the slave trade was, how evil that was, how absolutely evil it was, and how it was led, it was led through and through by white Christians, Jesus professing church, going, Christians. The slave trade. The genocide of native peoples. The raping and pillaging of native lands and peoples and women and children. And, and we celebrate Christopher Columbus Day. <laughs> oh... If you want to hear a very R rated, borderline X rated uh view of Christopher Columbus from a non white person, <laughs> uh John Leguizamo, he's Colombian Colombian American, I guess, uh actor. He's plays Bruno. Uh Bruno in an Encanto. Um and many other, many, many, many other uh, acting acting uh and his his long resume. See if you can find a clip of John Leguizamo talking about Christopher Columbus. <laughs> Warning, it's going to be borderline X-rated. Oh man. But the 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 suffering and the evil done to people of color, native people, people that are now called Latino, Latina, Latinx peoples um African Americans Oh the slave trade I, I mean I can't I can't imagine it. I cannot imagine I cannot fathom. Even let's stuff refugees go through. I was so angry when Donald Trump Try to categorize all, you know, refugees as like people to be scared of, and evil and invaders and, and immigrants, immigrants coming from Mexico and Central America., oh, the trauma that people face and go through. <laughs> oh my goodness, read some stories about refugees. You have no idea what they have been through. Read a story about the Trail of Tears in the United States. I, I, with the slave trade, you know the thing that I that I keep that I don't want to talk about. I think about my wife and my three girls. I I I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can talk about it. They would intentionally mix up the families. And put them on different slave ships, you know, separate all the children, separate the, the husband and the wife so that they'd never see each other again. And they would intentionally interbreed like cattle uh, people from, you know, to 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 remove de- the attachment, um, the, the raping of slaves by slave owners. So there wasn't these family attachments. so so african americans can't trace their ancestry only to a certain point because of that to be ripped apart from my eight my 10 year old my eight year old my 4 year old little girl who i <laughs> You know, I just I don't. Why am I talking about this on this? Was it my? You know, I'm talking about my story. Of depression. I, I God led me to this. <laughs> I told you I didn't know where this was gonna go, but the amount, the amount of pain. How do you develop a theology of God through that? Done by Christians, done by Christians that then have the audacity to take you to church and the audacity to quote preach the gospel to you i don't know jesus you oh man hold me back (laughs) hold me back Mm. there's a lot of pain there's a lot of pain in this world i got on this tangent and it is it's a tangent i admit Because I'm saying we got to do some work. There's a lot of work we need to do. We need to know and remember that there is still hope in Jesus, that he overcame this world. He overcame the systemic sins of this world, the systemic oppression of this world. that still goes on. And why doesn't it stop? I don't know. Like the psalmist in Psalm 13 that cries out, How long, O Lord, how long? How long will you hide your face from me? The psalmist, if you, if you read the psalms, they, they say things like, How long will I face death every day? How long will I eat dust for my evening meal? How long will my bones ache within me? How long will my oppressors stand over me and gloat over me? These are all in the psalms. The Psalms are prayers of pain, of suffering, of depression. And, and Jesus still wins, and we have to hold on to Jesus. We have to. I'm not saying he's going to fix your depression. I'm not saying he's going to fix your circumstance. He didn't fix it to those psalmists. Those psalmists spoke of, a, of an eternal hope of a long-term victory. And they spoke of God as their shelter through the storm, not of the storm going away, but a shelter through it. They, they spoke of God as their refuge, their refuge and strength in the middle of the war. The war didn't stop around them, but they had a refuge within it. We've got to do the work. We've got to do the work. We've got to do the work. I'm doing the work. I'm doing the work. I'm doing the work. I got a lot of tough people that I talk to about this stuff. I got a lot of people that love me and care about me and check in on me and I need it. I need it all. I need it all. I need it all. If you're feeling stuck, this too shall pass. This too shall pass. I'm going to throw this out. I listen to a lot of United Pursuit. Oh, I love United Pursuit. I particularly love um, the songs Will Reagan does with United Pursuit. I got a playlist. I play it almost all the time. (laughs) There's some, there's, uh, I made a little short list of songs (laughs) that have really, um, really gotten me through these last three years. To be honest with you, Um, I'm trying to pull up my playlist here very slowly on Amazon Music. My computer is very slowly trying to open (laughs) itself. This is good radio, isn't it? We take this time to remind you that the flip side is brought to you by Covenant Eyes. CovenantEyes.com, use promo code BEYOND. And Angry Brew, use promo code FLIP to get 10% off your order. And now we're back, Amazon Music has opened. I'm still trying to open the playlist. (laughs) I have a very old Mac, MacBook. It is like an old Honda Civic. It just keeps chugging and chugging and chugging because it's a great machine. But as the years go by, (laughs) <laughs> it chugs a little bit slower <laughs> and a little bit more black smoke comes out from the back <laughs> as, you, as it goes. Oh, man. All right, here's here's my playlist. I'm not playing it for you. Uh, I don't even know if I'm allowed to do that with copyright. Uh, but I'm going to give you some of the songs. So United Pursuit, uh, a couple of these songs that have really, really helped me. To the Very End. Oh, snap. Oh, snap. I just sent that song to somebody today to the very end. Oh, look that song up. Read the lyrics. Listen to it. What I love about these songs that United Pursuit do, they are not, by and large, just your contemporary worship songs. I'm not trying to bash on contemporary worship songs, but um, contemporary worship songs, I'll bash a little bit. I'll do, okay, I'll do a little. Okay, if you insist, if you insist, flip upon a my contemporary worship songs are a bit superficial. You know, they're a bit, This they're the same. They're the same. God works in them. The Holy Spirit, for sure, absolutely works in me. I love it. Uh, But they're they're a bit, they don't really, to me, leave room. They don't leave room for God to speak to me. It's a lot of noise. It's a lot of talking. It's a difference between praying, even, you know, lots of requests versus meditating and hearing the voice of God. I, I think, Feel like United Pursuit songs? They intentionally, with, with the way their their the music is done, and the the lyrics, they leave room for God, and 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 they're raw. They are raw and honest. They talk about uh, depression. They talk about some of the things the Psalms talk about. Doubt. They talk about doubt. And there's a lot of celebratory ones they do as well. Uh, so to the very end, that's man. I'm not gonna give you too many, because if I give you too many, I know you won't listen to them. You're like, "Hey, you just gave me 25 songs, I can't listen to all those. I'm only gonna give you a couple. To the very end, did you get it? Did you get that one? It's from the uh, album, In the Night Season. To the very end. You can find it on YouTube, you can find it anywhere. The next one, Running in Circles. Oh, snap. Running in Circles. So good. Those are my top two. Those are my top two. There's another great song. It's not on my top top playlist, but it is. It's a. It's called "Feeling Low." It's called "Feeling Low," and you know we're talking about depression, right? So, so I'll throw that one out there. "Feeling Low," but man, to the very end, well, just listen to it. Just sing it. Sing it as a prayer. Pray. It prays like a psalm. It prays like the psalmist just like crying out to God. I'm talking about crying out. It's a soul cry to God. I mean, God loves that. God loves that. You can cry out to God. Put these songs on loop when you're feeling depressed. Crying out to God, crying out. United pursuit to the very end, running in circles. Yes, Lord, we say yes. I think I might wrap up there. This has been good. It's been good. This is just just part of my story, you know? I'm on meds again, by the way. Um, You know, it's. There's no shame in that. It's fine. It's fine. Oh, and one more thing I'll say. Yeah, I can just use little thoughts that come to me. Um, Depression. You know, for most, many, at least, it is a. It's a. It's just a illness thing. You know, it's hereditary sometimes. It's sometimes it can come on because of a circumstance, but. It's a brain chemical thing, and so I just thought it's with the medicine stuff. Um. I, can't, I don't have a good example because I'm not a doctor, <laughs> but a medicine there you could take a medicine that will make up for what your body doesn't produce on its own so i'm going to be a really hack med student here i legit know very little <laughs> so just i'll say many things wrong doctors and nurses and medical people here don't uh, you know be gracious to me I think uh, I- insulin. If you're diabetic, you know your body doesn't produce insulin on its own, and so you you take insulin uh, because your body needs it and doesn't produce it on its own. So you you take it. You 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 take it in like a, like medicine, right? Let's just pretend like any of that I just said is true. It's a good metaphor, right? All I'm trying to say is that's all depression meds are doing to you. That's all they're trying to do to you is go, hey your body isn't producing enough serotonin and therefore you're feeling depressed and so this medicine will help you produce more serotonin. Uh, You're not possessed by a demon, you didn't commit a sin, you just need some medicine and that is okay. Uh, You know, if you have cancer and your doctor's like, yo, here's some medicine, it's gonna help your cancer. You can take that medicine, it's good, good to take. Praise God that he allowed researchers and doctors and scientists to uh, test the human body and come up with medicines uh, that can heal the body. Not going to work every time. And sometimes it's it's a process where you have to try, you know, different things. But um, uh, just take all the help you can get. That's what I'm saying. And there is a stigma about it. And you might be on it for a short term only, you know. Um, So give it a try and uh, not give it a try like just go give it a try but if it's prescribed to you by a counselor and a doctor um i just want to take away some of that stigma so yeah i think that's it it's part two of my story part two of my story thanks for going on the little journey with me i hope it i hope it reminds you uh you're not alone that that you don't have to deal with your depression alone talk to somebody that's it just talk to somebody um by all means, you don't have to listen to Noah's rant. You can you can stop the episode here. You will be just fine in life. Uh, if you need to stop right now and uh, call a friend, phone a friend. Remember Regis Philbin? Who wants to be a millionaire? The show is great. That was actually back when I actually watched TV back in the day, before reality shows were around. Phone a friend. I want to phone a friend, Regis. Phone a friend. Text a friend. Marco Polo a friend. <laughs> I want Marco Polo to sponsor the flip side. Except I hate their paid plan. Oh, my goodness. They sucker you in. They they, they get you going. They used to, it used to be free. You could speed up the messages of the people talking to you. So was, you could listen to a 10-minute message in three minutes. And then they took it away after you're addicted to it. Your brain must have it. And they're like, Hey, yeah, you can have this for 150 bucks a year or whatever it costs. Now it's terrible. And now I will never ever pay for it. Just out of spite, just out of my own stubbornness to say, ha, you thought you, you thought you, you know, you pulled a fast one on me. Well, I'm going to pull one on you and I'm always going to only use the free plan. That's that's actually not the nose rant today. That's just, it's like, it could be like hey, he's ranting, but he never played the intro. <laughs> that's a free one. That's a free one brought to you by Angry Brew. Uh what on earth was I talking about? Oh yeah, phone a friend. Uh you, <laughs> you don't have to listen to his rant. Call somebody, text somebody, reach out to somebody. Yo, you can reach out to me. That's cool. Uh I can I can try to just encourage you. I just encourage you to talk to somebody. Get in touch. Sometimes, you know, if you've never been to counseling, it's really scary, right? Counseling, that means I really have a problem. Guess what? You got a lot more problems than just one. (laughs) So do I. So does everybody. That's why we need grace. That's why we need Jesus. That's why we're Christians, because we believe that we all have a bunch of problems and we need a really big savior to save us. If you believe you don't have problems or you hang out with people that believe you don't have that they don't have problems they believe in a very 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 small jesus and uh, we believe in a big jesus here on the flip side so yeah get in touch with a counselor i might be able to help you maybe connect with with a counselor Co- most counselors take insurance man get you some insurance and and counselors that don't i should say if you don't have insurance for whatever reason and and you got to pay cash and you're you're short on cash there's a lot of counselors that will 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 do a a system where they'll, uh, uh, what do they call that? Income based. You know, you'll get a steep discount. Um, there's telehealth. Oh, that's good too. I've done that. Zoom counseling. And so maybe I can even, you know, hook you up with somebody that I know that I know locally, via via telehealth. Call a friend. Phone a friend. All right. That's your that's your last that's your last warning. Uh, to to turn off the podcast and to um prior to man my computer there we go (laughs) this mac is gonna blow up i need to close out some programs or something before this thing blows up in the middle of an episode let's close out microsoft excel we don't need that open that's a big program amazon music we're done with you okay that warning that you hear that warning bell it's just going to It's just to tell you that uh, oh, if, if you like this podcast, if you're like, yeah, that was good content. I really like this podcast. Well, good. That part's over. The, the part that you liked is over. And uh, we're going to do this little thing called Nose Rant. And it's an attempt to brighten your day. It's an attempt at humor. It's an attempt at, at comedy. Uh... That's it, and so I'm telling you now to stop listening because you won't like it. You'll you'll be a, you'll you'll probably be insulted. You'll you'll want to call me all kinds of names and write me nasty emails. And I told you not to listen. So if you continue listening at this point, whose fault is it? Whose fault is it? Say it. Your fault. It's your fault, not mine. So without further ado, the one, the only, Nose rant. Noah's rant. Noah's rant. All right, I told you earlier, I got three daughters, age 10, age 8, and age 4. You know what that means? We got lots of mermaid paraphernalia in this house. I don't know what it is with mermaids and unicorns. But man, I wish I could tra- I wish I could trademark those. Whoever got the trademark on unicorns, a whole horse with a horn sticking out of its head, is rainbow and I think sometimes they poop cupcakes depending on what kids book you read. Man, unicorns that that is a money maker right there. If you you got a dime for every time a unicorn was printed on a any product Oh man, you you could put Amazon out of business. Mermaids, same. Are you? I mean, mer- little girls are obsessed with mermaids. I got some issues with this. Just think about it. We we this this culture culture comes at us, and we think nothing of it. We're blind. We are blind to culture and the negative. Stimulus of culture, the way the cor- the corruption of our mind via culture. I got a whole rant on nursery rhymes. This is not it. We're going to get there later. But you want to know why our society is so messed up, why our children grow up to be these messed up adults? Let me give you one reason mermaids. Mermaids. This is for boys and girls alike. Okay, think about it. (laughs) It is half woman, half fish, okay? Most of the time when a mermaid is used in a story, even a little kid's story, even a little Disney little mermaid story, Usually the connotation of the mermaid is romantic. There is a romantic connection between this half fish, half woman, always in this skimpy little shell bikini. That's also disturbing. Sorry, try not to be triggering here. Hey, let's put some shells on her and we'll call her good. We'll call her fit for children. She's naked with a fishtail for legs. Yeah, but she's got shells on her chest, so we're all good. Just, we're fine. Let's make a love story out of the half-fish, half-naked woman, and a dude. He's like, (laughs) the dude's walking around the earth. There's all these attractive women everywhere. There's so many women to choose from. How will I ever choose? But then he meets a mermaid and he goes, Whoa, 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 that woman is half fish. That woman instead of legs has a fish tail. I must have her. I I am smitten. I can just imagine the rest of our lives together meeting together on the shore me you know up to my waist in water and and her and we'll just what are you just, we'll just have a we'll just build a house there we'll build a house in the in the, in the sand oh it's so weird it's let me let me say a couple things fish stink Fish stink, they stink, they stink, they stink, they stink, they stink, they stink. F- you know, we say things like, that smells like fish. There's only a few things we say that about. That smells like poop or fill in the blank of whatever word you'd like to use instead. That's one thing we say. That's pretty much it. We have two lines in our culture. One of them is it smells like poop and the other one is it smells like fish. And so we took the second smelliest thing on the planet and we (laughs) created a being that is made of half of that for men to fall in love with and for little girls to become obsessed with. My mother-in-law, shout out, she knit, she knit these, she knit these, these mermaid tail blankets for my daughters. They're not blankets. They're, you get into them. It, it's, you put your legs in them and then sleep in them. It's very cute. So my daughters can pretend like they're mermaids. Hey, hey, mom and dad, I'm half fish. <laughs> I smell terrible. <laughs> and I, I'm, think about, we eat fish. We eat if you took this this and to put any other creature on it, why are we okay with it as a fish? Hey, this is a little story. Uh I don't why are they called mermaids, too? Mermaids and mer men, merman. I don't know. But what if they were half chicken? Half woman, half chicken. And make sure you make the top part of the woman really attractive, as attractive as you can. And Put some hay on her chest to cover her up, and then the bottom of her is gonna be a chicken, chicken legs. And we will give her some, some maybe some wings. I don't know, like, does she have wings or arms? I don't know. But she's like clucking around, the, she's she's running around the barn, and then the farmer falls in love with her, and it's this big, this big controversy, and we're gonna make this this big Disney story around it. We'll put it to music, and then girls all over the world are gonna want these these mer chicken. Mermaid chickens, chick, chick maids, mer <laughs> I know you're not supposed to say chicks, but it's that's funny, right? Chickens, chicks. You get it? mer Okay. All right. They're going to put them on their, on their pillowcases and on their wallpaper. That's really messed up. You would say, that's so messed up. Oh, look, she laid an egg. You're going to have a little baby. But you can't because you ate ate, ate the egg for breakfast because it's just going to resist. Oh, you hard-boiled it. Those are... That's a really demented story, you would say. What deranged individual thought of this mad scientist concoction to make little girls want to be like them? What are you for Halloween, little girl? Oh, I'm a little merch. I'm a merch chick. I got chicken... I got chicken butt, chicken legs. I lay eggs, and uh, I got a I got I got a little tube top of hay around around my top, so my cute little belly button can show, and uh, I go around laying eggs and, and uh, <laughs> little chicken feet. I I have an issue with this. I have an issue. I have an issue with it Next time you order fish for dinner. Next time you eat fish sticks, next time you serve fish, tics, fish sticks to your children. Do people still do that? I hope so. Remember how messed up mermaids are. And ask yourself, how are you raising your children? With, with what? I don't know how this rant is going to end. I, I'm done. I got nothing else. This is all I got. I got. I've said everything that I want to say to you about mermaids i really hope you've enjoyed this rant on mermaids because if we're honest it's it is jacked up there is what i got one more thing to say (laughs) what if they flipped it around what if the mermaids had a woman's legs and a fish's torso and head it can live on land it's right around it's like we gotta cover up her little the little naked butt in you know front part like the like eve you know and all the little kids bible stories <laughs> eve always has got a uh a, 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 a strategically placed tree or or bush or vine uh of some kind is you know strategically placed with adam and eve to kind of cover up their unmentionables so the the mermaid we just use seashells, and so you have a fish head, and fins and torso. You got the gills going, and the the shells are now covering up the the buttocks and the frontal region, and uh, you can run around on land now. Falling in love with Prince Charming, and uh, they have little they yeah get married happily ever after. That's super messed up. Super messed up, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> I. Uh, this is what happens when you have three daughters. These are the things you think about. This is what happens. No, no. This is what happens when you have to do a Noah's rant every episode. <laughs> so, and you're trying to do weekly podcasts, This, if you think this is bad, just wait. Let me let me tell you. Let me let you in a little secret before I close out. There's only so many things to rant about in the world. You, you think I am a rant-making machine, and yes, that I am. But there's only so many things in the world. There's only so many objects. There's only so many items in the world to rant on. So if you think mermaid is a bad rant, I'm telling you, you need to unsubscribe. Now, you just need to stop because it's going to get a whole lot worse. It's going to get a whole lot worse. Worse That's it Noah's rant exists to make the world a better place I feel like we did that today We did that today Let's rid the world of mermaids They are absolutely ridiculous Remember you can support the podcast If you want more Noah's rants like this If you want to help out us go video If you want to help us out going weekly We do have overhead costs on that Patreon.com Slash Noah Philippiag I will see you next time on the flip side. The flip side with Noah Philippiac is a Beyond Ministries production. Copyright Noah Philippiac. www.noahphilippiac.com. Theme music by Kyle Lake at Hay Lake Music. Used with permission. Please leave a review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe wherever podcasts are found.
1: Raise them, raise them, raise them. They've been sleeping for some ages. Now, all gods, baby, so confused by this hatred. Poor pit preachers shouldn't aim to be A list. Money probably long, but short is with your days. Have you ever heard the sound of? Pointing to redemption To the one who got them splinters Cause that cross is nothing pretty So while the beauty pageants And caught up in emotions And following your passions Talking of freedom all people need them More than an Easter Or coffee shop discussions Please, sir, this is why we inked up. Even when they do the autopsy, they still see him. Freedom, freedom, freedom coming quickly. Boss from the spirit. Put it through the preamp and mix it like a chemist. Put it in the airwaves and hoping that they hear it. If there's some confusion, then I hope you see him clearly. Raise him, raise him, raise him. They've been sleeping for some ages. Now all God's babies so confused by this hatred. Poor preacher shouldn't aim to be A-list. Money probably long, but show sure it's with your daisy